0: I said, are you ready for the Survivor Series?
1: One, Who will survive? Two,
0: three. Means nothing. nothing. means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm
1: talking about all the way to the top, yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather
0: not be in. But the cream
1: Give you a show like you have never
0: ever seen before. Why? Because I can.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode 38 of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Back after. Uh, A little bit of a hiatus for the holidays, me having the flu. I'm your host, Steve Fountas, with... Eric Sanchez. Eric, what's up? You haven't been here in like four weeks, because I had an interview a couple weeks ago with Eli Everfly, and now you're back. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, how was your Christmas?
0: Christmas was good. New Year's was good. How about yours?
1: It was all right. I'll tell a story in a few minutes about that. Um, I know we're a little past the holidays, but... Whatever it's my show I can do what I want. Yeah, uh, follow us on Twitter, guys, at PPW Podcast. That's where a lot of the inspiration for this week's show came from. A ton of interaction. We'll be reading you guys' tweets and suggestions this week. Um, PPW Podcast at Gmail If you want to send us an email, I'm gonna start like hassling people to send more emails, like long form emails, because Twitter's cool. Yeah, but you get like little like snippets of like a full conversation. Uh, and positively prosing podcast, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher wherever else you listen to your podcasts. If you want to support the show, please do head to whatamaneuver.net, go to the Positively Progressing Podcast store, pick up the I Never Complain Online t-shirt. I'm asking Eric, and I've been bugging Eric to possibly design a new shirt, so maybe we'll have one up. And I'm thinking maybe I'll get a hoodie out of it, because you can get hoodies. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Um, it'll, be more of, it'll be a little bit on the theme of this week's show, like nostalgia-esque design type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the theme of this week's show, guys, is going to be wrestling nostalgia, and what I mean by that is not just oh stuff that's great is it's stuff that is only great potentially still to you because of the nostalgia of it you know something you'll watch back now like this isn't so great but you still love it because you have the memories of watching it when you were a kid or whatever yeah. it is and um, this kind of started when I was watching some old Coliseum videos and I'm like man not some good matches on here it was like the Tonka versus the warlord and I was like <laughs> if I watch this shit like I, I, <laughs> like I fast forward through like really good matches on Raw every weekend yeah. like I'm fucking watching these terrible matches in these Coliseum videotapes so stuff like that um, but I still even go back and watch. like I'm watching it now I'm like why am I still watching this Like there's stuff that I, I was go, I've been you know going
0: back and watching stuff too yeah uh, but i think that there was just a time of where we just kind of accepted that that's what it was like okay well there's our star there's a squash match here's a little promo here's a guy's talking Maybe. about upcoming things and like that was the format that we were used to and it was it was also we this, is, this it. it was
1: also that's all we had mm-hmm. like i was in, to like it kind of bleeds into this day a little bit but anything anything wrestling related I was obsessed over. Yeah. Like, if there was a hint of some type of wrestling was going to be on TV, I was like, holy shit. Like, I yeah. remember one time, uh, this was a Nickelodeon, like, Saturday night thing, and it was, like, called Snick or something. And I never really liked Nickelodeon at night. Um, not Nick at night, but Nickelodeon shows, like the older shows, like or Explains It All or mm. um, All That and stuff, shows like that. I wasn't a big fan of it. But I watched this night, and I watched the entire uh, two hour block of programming because. Hulk Hogan was going to be on it to talk about bullying for like three minutes, mm-hmm. and like I watched the whole damn thing yeah. for for that thing. Like anything wrestling related, I was obsessed with. Yeah, um, you know, and, and you go and I going back and like watching some of those old Clash of the Champion shows from WCW. Like to me, I didn't watch WCW, but. There was free wrestling on it. To me it was like, Oh, there's a free pay per view on T V. That's yeah. what it was like. Well I remember watching in the Clash of Champions and they were
0: free. I'm like, Well, this is their right. big event. This is what they're hyping up as a pay per view type event. Yeah. I'm like, why doesn't WWF give me a free event? They did the the little bit with Saturday night's main event and that was yeah, about it. Yeah, that's true. Um But you talk about like watching T V shows just for appearances. Like I remember watching um married the children because Al, or, uh, King Kong Bundy was supposed to be yeah. there. So I'm like, okay, cool. And then uh, Boy Meets World Vader was supposed to yeah. be there. And I'm like, all right, so I'll watch these shows
1: too. <laughs> I remember specifically, with, speaking of Al Bundy, so there was a block of programming on Saturday night, and this was the when Saturday night's main event moved to Fox. Mm-hmm. And there, I'll, I'll, I wish I could find the original broadcast of this, but it was Al Bundy hosting it in character, like from his couch on set of like the block of shows, and it started off with, I think, Saturday night's main event, then, like, a new episode of Cops or something. Mm-hmm. So it started off with, like, Al Buddy saying, okay, now let's get started with WWE Superstar. Sat down on the couch, put his hands down his pants, like, ready to go. Yeah. And I remember that watching them. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. And then I watched wrestling all night. It was, it was good stuff, good stuff. And I was always just obsessed with anything wrestling-related at all. Yeah, I was too. And I still am. Like, if I'm in a store, like... I don't know, like if I'm in like I don't know, like a Walmart or something. And I see like a John Cena shirt, I'm like oh, I'm gonna check this out. I'm not gonna buy it, but like just a look at it. Yeah, I was at Walmart too,
0: and I was going through shirts, and they had uh, I don't know if what promotion it was for. Maybe it was just a, a silly Hall of Fame All Star type thing, and they uh-huh. had like Sergeant Slaughter, Warrior, Hogan. and yeah. like all those guys on. I'm like, oh, I wonder, huh? I should get this. No,
1: <laughs> then I passed. <laughs> good call, good call in the pass. But yeah, we'll get right, we'll get into that in a, in a minute here. Uh, going back to Christmas, so I've got a couple stories of my Christmas and. I tweeted out a couple things. One, my daughter really likes certain wrestlers, and she's two and a half, and she likes Macho Man Randy Savage and Ultimate Warrior. She calls Ultimate Warrior, Warrior. Um, and a few weeks ago, before Christmas, she got sick. She got, like, the stomach flu, and she had to drink um, Pedialyte, which is basically medicine. That's, with electrolytes my, that's for- my hangover cure. <laughs> yeah, for kids. It doesn't taste great. Does it tastes like medicine. At least I think it does. Um, but my daughter, she doesn't get any juice or sugar or pop or any, we wouldn't give her any of those sugary drinks. Mm-hmm. So any type of thing for her, she's obsessed with. So instead of calling this medicine, we, I called it Ultimate Warrior Juice, and now she's like, "I want Ultimate Warrior Juice." <laughs> and like we were when she asked other people, like, "What the hell is Ultimate Warrior?" Juice like, "Oh, it's it, it's this type of thing." Yeah. Uh, so anyway, fast forward to Christmas, uh, and this kind of ties in together. Uh, Christmas Eve. We were at my aunt and uncle's house and did the whole thing and uh, that night it was like three in the morning before Christmas penny my daughter woke up kind of fussy like whatever we just pulled her into bed to sleep for a few hours so we can get up so she wakes up at like 4 a.m. throws up her life in our bed all the mac and cheese she ate just bought everywhere like oh this is awesome Um, and then after that she was perfectly fine like she felt great I think all it was was she just had a little upset stomach and she felt great so we gave her a bath and um like, oh, let's go back to bed no she's wide awake it's like four fifteen in the morning we're opening oh, christmas geez. presents and stuff like that um so she got for christmas she got a few resting related things a positively progressing podcast talk resting related things she got the ultimate warrior uh defining moments or or elite i think it was just an elite from the mega power or the mega maniacs she got the macho man defining moments with the robe she got a NXT ring. She's got to have a ring to have her book her territory right. and have, yep. have classic matches, which she and I have played with a lot. And she has a lot of fun with it because I take my phone out and have entrance music. Mm-hmm. And speaking of nostalgia, I remember when I was a kid having the CDs and having to switch CDs from my entrance music when I have the things in yeah. the late 90s. So that was good stuff. Then um, she got a couple of the Mattel dolls, the Charlotte and the Becky Lynch one. Um, and yeah, those are her wrestling related things. And then for me, My father-in-law got me the British Bulldog action figure, which I'm a big fan of. He also got me the NXT DVD set uh, from Secret Sensation, which um, I like because there's a bunch of matches in there I forgot about, like that triple threat between Neville, Tyson Kidd, and, um, how was it? Sammy? Sammy, yeah. Amazing match. Amazing Mm -hmm. triple threat match. I watched that. Um... And then there's also just a bunch of other fun ones. There's like Oscar versus Ember Moon from this past year stuff. I just wouldn't watch, but it's on DVD set, so I do watch. Yeah, um, yeah. And that was my my fun wrestling vomit related Christmas stuff and, and all that too. <laughs> any any wrestling related stuff for you for Christmas um, or presents well, or
0: anything? I didn't really get anything because I needed, I I don't know, I just needed more practical stuff this year. I'm like, okay, save your money. I'll get my own toys. Yeah, yeah. I'll (laughs) get my own stuff this year. Just buy me a coat, buy me socks, buy me underwear, buy me shirts, buy, you know, just buy me the stuff that I kind of really need right now. (laughs) Um, But there is one thing. I was shopping probably around, I think the beginning of December, whatever it was, and I saw this Hasbro Doink still in a package. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to get this for Steve. So it was up for auction. It wasn't a buy it now. Oh, okay. So you had to put go for auction so i'm watching and it's like 22 dollars and it's 27 mm-hmm. i would put a max bit of 35 yeah and then i would get an alert when there's like a minute mm-hmm. left or two minutes left so i go in and now i'm watching it i'm watching it and i'm like you know what, i'm just gonna bump this up to 38 so i put 38 dollars at like six seconds left sure one second i get outbid i'm like
1: mother like so 42 mad. or something like
0: like 50, oh, like 50 cents more than what I put in. That's if nice. I would have waited until four seconds, I probably would have won it. That's I'm so like funny f- like that. But that, that would be a tough. good price. I'm like Steve would love this thing because it was like an original yeah. dork. You know, nobody uh-huh. messed with its hair. <laughs> <laughs> we hope not. Yeah, <laughs> but. I never got it. Oh well. Mad. And then I went back. And I'm looking at the buy it nows, but the buy it nows are like sixty bucks. Yeah, 80 bucks. too much. I'm like, but thirty eight was such a good deal. Yeah,
1: <laughs> especially for like a green card hat, or he was a purple card has, bro. Yeah, that sucks. Oh well. What are you gonna do, right? What are you gonna do? I don't know. Just wait for <laughs> another one to go up. <laughs> I guess I went to Toys R Us after Christmas just to browse. All they had was literally a wall of Virgils. <laughs> That's yeah. all that was left was Virgil.
0: Yeah, I saw a couple of Lanas. Like yeah. In the, in the yellow pants or
1: Yeah, yeah. Whatever it was. Uh. Yeah, and then there's a few, like, there's new packaging for Mattel coming out. Have you seen that um, for the new figures? It's just white and blue and gray as opposed mm-hmm. to the old one. It looks a little cleaner. Nothing really sticking out as far as, like, oh, I've got to go out and get that type of thing for me. Yeah, um, But, you know, I'm sure if you follow guys on Twitter like Ring Skirts and Wrestling Figure Maniac and things like that, they will have all the photos. And Ring Skirts, in fact, just got the set of the Stephanie and Nick Foley as GM and the Daniel Bryan and Shane. Mm-hmm. And he noted, he was like, the only thing that sucks about Mick is, it's like foot mold's weird, so it's hard to get him to stand. And then also the Daniel Bryan kind of looks like Chuck Norris a little bit. but yeah. I, think good. I think they're both basics. I guess that's acceptable. Yeah, they're probably both basics.
0: Oh, the other thing I did get for Christmas, it was from a friend in uh, that I help out in Canada with some of their pop figures and other figures. Uh, she... I was telling her what I... She's like, oh, what do you want? I want to get you something for Christmas. And I said, well, you know, the one thing I really want are the new Hall of Fame Target exclusives, like yeah. Jeff the Snake Roberts and yeah. Marty Piper. But usually, like, Piper's online. And I said, most of the stores don't have them. And if they do, they're already out. Or, Orland had them a while. like Yeah, but it, it was just one of those things that piqued my interest yeah. recently, and they're probably out already. And if they get any back in, it won't be for another six months. So I'm like, I want this Piper because it's online. Yeah. yeah. Um Anyways, I went to the store to look for some stuff for her, and I saw a Piper in the store, so I got it. So that was a cool Christmas present. And mm-hmm. then the other one that I saw was the Hall of Fame. I think it was released last year. Uh, Ultimate Warrior and Papa Shango. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like ten. I don't know, ten forty eight, ten eighty eight, whatever it was. I'm like, that's a sweet clearance price. I'm yeah. gonna get it because <laughs> I really wanted the Shango. Right, right. And the Warrior's cool, so. You know, put him somewhere. <laughs> Maybe we'll give him away. Yeah, we'll give him to your daughter. Yeah, right. So she can have some warrior juice. <laughs> <laughs> Two ultimate warriors, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. Speaking of action figures and stuff, let's get right into the topic this week. And, All right. uh Like I mentioned earlier, it's nostalgia, but stuff's probably only as great. So we really haven't changed, huh? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> just buying wrestling stuff. No. Life. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why it bleeds into today. Yeah, so
0: I think, like, the I don't know, just the early stuff It's just gave me the itch what do you mean the early stuff
1: when we when i first started watching oh, okay. wrestling like what we're going to talk about yeah um the so i mentioned on twitter we've had i had a bunch of interaction with people some people didn't quite get it they just put stuff that they really liked. that's still awesome today mm-hmm. like our buddies at uh, the ringside podcast you can follow them at ringside podcast was like uh said st- about like the attitude era raws like they were must see i'm like yeah they're still pretty sweet <laughs> like to go back and watch those pops and things like that yeah um, you know, what was it? Yeah, Twitter stuff. Um, but another one, so, uh, this is a new Twitter follower at Ryan in the Rock. He said action figures and he posted like a picture of all these different action figures. A lot of them were Jack's action figures. Mm-hmm. And that reminds me of in my head going like, oh man, I remember getting those Jack's action figures, you know, and going on the hunt, being like eighth grade, my buddy going on our bikes after school at to Toys R Us, like scanning the shelves, like, there's no internet to find out which way have these. You're looking at top stock. You're trying to, you know, the worst is if you would see a top stock WWF Jax box, mm-hmm. pull it down, it would just be exactly what's on the shelf. Like, yeah. Oh, no.
0: Or all the uh, overstock
1: of the junk that hasn't sold yet. Exactly. Like, um, I don't know, like, uh, what, 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 what was it? Like the Rocky V or the like, Flash Funk? Come on, I don't want a fucking Flash Funk. <laughs> you know, that type <laughs> yeah. of thing. Um, but those Jax figures, in my head, I'm like, these were amazing and they're, they look so realistic and detailed. I'm like, I'm going to go back and start buying some of those again. Mm-hmm. They're not good-looking <laughs> figures Some at all. of them are. Some of them are just ridiculous. I'm talking like the original, like series one through four Jax uh-huh. figures. It looks, look nothing like their likeness. You know, like Stone Cold, has got like a tiny head. His boots have stars on them for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bret Hart, which he would look fine if they put glasses on him, but they just didn't. So he's got this weird face. Who else did I have? The Ken Shamrock didn't look anything like him. The Undertaker... His skin was completely white, which is fine, but it was almost glow in the dark white. Yeah. But that being said, the ones I still have, like I still have mem—like I said, the fond memories of going to get to the store to get them. You know, I remember there was so it's one.
0: More the story about the figure, but not the actual figure. Yes,
1: exactly. That's what keeps me going with it. So I remember there was one. It was an Austin shirt. My, buddy, my other buddy Eric has has it actually in package. I think he mm-hmm. got it online or at like a record store or, or used record store. But it's a Stone Cold 98 one, and it was the one where he had the Austin 316 shirt painted on. You're like, oh, it was impossible to find. Yeah. Never found it once, like never. And he got it like later. He actually think had it when he was a kid, and he got it again later. It's it's an amazing <laughs> figure. It's just the hunt of getting it. Right. You know, and there was no eBay. There was nothing. This was just like if you wasn't in the store, you didn't have it type mm-hmm, of thing. Pretty much. Um, so that was one, for sure, like those original Jex action figures where they don't necessarily hold up, but I'm still going to always have a special place where I'm still going to like them just because of that. Yeah. I story. remember when I was
0: a kid, um, there was a place called Family Pantry. It was like a convenience store. Yeah. And it had a video store attached to it, and it had a couple arcade games. And one of the arcade games was uh, WrestleFest. And I remember I would go up there on the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, whatever. Sometimes after school, my mom would give me some money, and I'd go up there. Now, this is I,
1: the one where they have like, the tag team tournament yeah, thing, right? Yeah, okay. with uh, Legion of Doom. They're animation. the champions, yeah. yeah.
0: And I would go up there, and then, I don't know, just anything wrestling-related. I'd look at comics, too, but then there would be like the WWF Classic trading cards. I'm like, oh, do, you know, do I spend my money on the arcade, or yeah. do I get the cards? So sometimes I'd go up there, and I'd just kind of browse around. I'd end up getting the cards, and it was so cool, because I would open them up. And I would go through the cards. I'm like, oh, cool, Hulk Hogan or right. Shake the Snake or uh, Model Rick Martel, Coco Beware, like all these characters. So mm-hmm. I would buy those cards and I saved them, and I have them. I was gonna bring them, but then I got too cold this morning to <laughs> dig them out of the shed. So <laughs> I'll bring them whenever it warms up. Yeah, I don't know if you have them or if you collected them. but no. I thought they were awesome.
1: Uh, I I had them, but I never like collected them hardcore. Mm-hmm. Actually, what I still have in my crawl space is, and if I maybe I'll dig those up because I've got to put Christmas stuff away. Uh, tomorrow i'll i'll dig them out for next week's show um one christmas or maybe not a christmas one year my mom was at like the dollar store and they for some reason they had wcw cards Mm -hmm. so but like boxes not like the packs like the individual whole box was a dollar so she bought me two of them she's like here you go so, like, I went through them, like, organized them by wrestler, like, had yeah. doubles, the check marks, had the whole set, and, like, that's how I learned a lot about a lot of WCW figures is through those cards. Yeah. Um, speak. With, you mentioned the WWF cards. You know, I, I like the idea, and I still like the idea even as an adult of not knowing what you're going to get when you open up, like, the pack of the cards, like, hoping yeah. for
0: something. And then sometimes you get doubles, or you are, sure. or you get, like, nine of the same ones after you bought, like, ten packs. You're like, oh, this is bullshit. I want... <laughs> and then there's cards that
1: you really, really want. You know, mm-hmm. like,
0: you look at the checklist, like, oh, I'm never going to get that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's stuff like, you know, that feeling of, yes, I got yeah. it, type of thing. Because there were, I think, uh, I, I could be wrong, but
0: say something like WrestleMania moments, and yeah. it was like wrestlemania 3 there's maybe i wanted a wrestlemania 6 card that was super hard to find but i don't know it was just so much fun i remember wa- just walking to the store like anticipating what i'm gonna do when i get there if i'm gonna buy the cards mm-hmm. if i'm gonna play the game if i'm gonna see any of my friends up there i don't know it was just so much fun just like walking there and then walking home like
1: right victorious <laughs> did you open the cards right when you bought them or did you wait till you got home
0: um i opened them there
1: yeah yeah, uh, we. Used I couldn't to be, wait. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did collect baseball cards a bit when I was a kid. I did too. They had the so Orland Video, which used to be walking into my house before they moved to their bigger store, mm-hmm. um, sold baseball cards, and they had. And now, was an upper deck, like became fancy. So I think the tops cards were like eighty cents, and the upper deck were like a dollar nine or something like mm-hmm. that. So I was like, oh shit, I gotta save up for the upper deck ones. Those we were, were so much better. They were nice cards because they were glossy. Like that was yeah. a big deal. Um, so we would trade them and things like that too. But for wrestling cards, I think probably the reason I didn't collect, I would have loved to have wrestling cards, but my friends didn't. Um, so if someone bought them for me, great, but my friends weren't in it. So I couldn't trade with anybody or show them to anyone really. So I wasn't going to collect them. Yeah. It seems like there's still people collecting those cards. Like I see on, uh, there are Facebook I, I groups too. I don't understand too.
0: why people still collect.
1: Because apparently <laughs> there's rare ones. Like there's autograph yeah. cards and stuff like that. Like I there.
0: understand it from the mindset when I was younger, but like right now I'm like, why would you collect
1: cards? <laughs> I don't know. (laughs) Why would you collect a lot of stuff, you know? Pretty much. There's a lot of stuff in here. Like, I'm dreading, so we're probably going to start getting ready to put our house up for sale in the next like month or whatever i'm looking around I'm like, I'm like dreading putting all this stuff away to like show mm-hmm. then i'm like maybe I'll just keep this wrestling room up it'll like stand out like, but what about the wrestling room house Should we go there <laughs> but then i'm worried like what if they want to buy what if they're like only buy the house if you include your vhs collection yeah no. like we're
0: a fucking super hardcore fans. yeah right
1: <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't do it I'd be like no sorry they give you 10 grand more for my tapes <laughs> yeah well.
0: No, you wouldn't.
1: Yeah, because I could rebuy them. That word does not worth 10 grand. Can you find them? Yeah. There's, I'm a part of, A lot of those I got through, group, like, trading okay. groups and stuff like that. All right. Um, And eBay and all that. But, yeah, one guy in Canada, like, hooked me up with a ton of them. Like, I guess he went to a thrift store or something out there and, like, got a, like, all, like, the entire, like, SummerSlam Survivor Series collection. He's like, hey, did anybody want these? I think I bought them for, like, four bucks a tape or something like that. But like, bad. Killed me, killed me with the shipping on those damn things, but... What are you gonna do? From what country? It was from Canada. Yeah. Um, I don't know why it's so expensive to ship stuff from Canada, but what are you gonna do, right? Uh, you mentioned the Wrestlefest arcade game. That's another one. Yeah. That for me, I used to play a lot. Ironically, right it was at the Walmart. So my mom would go shopping and like give me like you know a buck or whatever to play the game, and I never I never beat it when I was a kid. And I've gone back since and played as an emulator. I'm like, man, this game. sucks. like playing yeah. it, but. When you're a kid, you're like these graphics are amazing, and like they would come down the aisle, like yeah, make you could make your own dream team. And I remember, I, was, I always, was obsessed
0: with that game. I loved it. Like I liked all the different combinations. I was always
1: Earthquake and Hulk Hogan. I always made that a team. I liked Boss Man and Jake. Yep, that was my team. Yeah, you could collect them. It was nuts. And, and but again, it's not fun to back to play. So everyone, I wish they could maybe make that as like a a download game on like the PlayStation Store or something. Yeah. I'd play that if they could make it a little smoother because it's super like boxy and. Well, I don't know if you've like ever that. played
0: the Legends of WrestleMania for yeah. Xbox, but I mean, to me, that's more similar. It is, but it's a little more. That ar- that's
1: a little more arcadey, like, like action. So, the WrestleFest games are arcadey, obviously. Cause it's an arcade game, right? But they tried to make it somewhat realistic, I think, with like the moves and things like that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the bright; it was super bright colors, and it still does hold up and. You could still find it on eBay for not much money if you wanted to drop a couple grand in an arcade cabinet. Yeah. But for, I, w- I never would. It's not, it doesn't have the whole special place for me that much. But I remember playing it a lot when I was a kid, at, again, at Walmart for some reason. Ironically, it was in like, that little arcade section.
0: Yeah. That was my first arcade game, uh, wrestling game. So it was uh, WrestleFest. And I was addicted to it. Like, I love playing the game. And then we would go to my family, my mom's, and my dad's side, is both in Southern Illinois. So, there's this Holiday Inn that we would stay in, in, I think Alton, or kind of in that area down south. And um, I was walking to a little arcade room. They got a pool. They got a lot of cool stuff yeah. in this Holiday Inn. It's like the fancier ones. <laughs> and I'm looking, I'm like, oh, there's a wrestling game. And I thought it was Super, or I thought it was a WrestleFest, mm-hmm. but it was Superstar. It yeah. came out like a year or two before, and this one had like Honky Tonk Man and like mm-hmm. a bunch of other guys. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. Let me play it. But they were smaller characters right. in the ring. Um, Maybe they had Macho King Randy Savage or whatever it was. But I remember I would play that nonstop when we would go on vacation down there. Like I'd be down there for hours and then my parents were like upstairs, my sister's upstairs or whatever they're doing. And then five years later, we would take another trip. And that was like the first thing I would want to do is, is, <laughs> is play that uh, yeah Superstars game because it was different. And we didn't have that out here. Right.
1: Uh, the uh, other thing that, like like wrestling games, to think, like, arcades, mm-hmm. so the old, you know this, but the, uh, there was an old dollar theater at, in around here called Bremen Theater. Mm-hmm. It was basically the theater that showed movies literally for a dollar. It was the ones that were, just before they went out to rent for video, you could see them in the theater one last time for a yeah. buck. They had an arcade there, and one of the arcade games they had there was Royal Rumble Pinball. And oh, okay. That game... I remember that arcade. Like, that's not like an, a nostalgia of that game. I would still buy that shit immediately today. Mm-hmm. Our buddy Sammy Castle had it, I believe. and Like, he posted a picture of it. We'll get to his Twitter thing here in a second. Mm-hmm. But he had it. I'm like, how could you have gotten rid of that type of thing? Yeah. Granted, it's huge. Like, I would have nowhere to put it now. Um, but it, that was an awesome game, Royal Rumble Pinball, because that was, like, a weird crossover, because it had Hulk Hogan on it and, like, Lex Luger and Bret Hart. It was, like, this huge thing... And I remember playing that game for hours. I used to be pretty good at pinball. And uh, I remember playing that game for, like, at least an hour at a time, trying to get, like, the high score and stuff yeah, like that. Right. And I would always get the multi-ball and, and all that stuff. But the Royal Rumble pinball was – and I remember there used to be a line for it. It was a pretty popular one there, the, uh, the Royal Rumble, WWF Royal Rumble pinball game. I remember that one. Uh, Sammy will stand the subject of arcade games here. He has, like, of course he has some old-school thing I've never heard of. Um, there was a it was called Matt Mania, the arcade game, and it was the NWA based arcade game. Mm-hmm. And he sent a picture of it because I remember hours playing this game, and I can see, of course, him doing that. You guys could follow him on Twitter at Sammy Castle, spelled like a And he was saying that he would just play that game for hours. And also, he said another thing is when Dusty beat Harley in the cage for the title for the first time, like yeah. he went nuts type of thing for it. <laughs> I remember there was a techno wrestling at the Bremen arcade. I don't know if you remember playing it. No, I do have that in Nintendo though. The techno wrestling. Yep. Right. Nice. It was a fun game. I still yeah. have it, so it's on my Nintendo Classic. My it's actual. like similar graphics to that new Fire Pro thing that's working yeah. with New Japan. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 pretty fun. It's as far as wrestling games, it's actually probably the best one for like home console. Yeah. Because the old Nintendo wrestling game sucked. Right. Um, staying on games again, <laughs> we could stay on this stuff for. <laughs> you know that that was great as a kid, but sucked now. Like when I go and play it. Steel Cage Challenge, Wrestling, WrestleMania Challenge, and uh, King of the Ring for regular Nintendo. I remember playing especially Steel Cage Challenge over and over and over again when I was a kid.
0: Yeah. It was so
1: novel to me. You can climb the cage. But all you, that game's awful. Like, it's so easy to win. I had a lot of fun with that game, but I only rented it. So it's like I
0: only had fun with it for like three days. Yeah, I bought it. And, and then so I got uh, WrestleMania Challenge. I thought that was terrible. It was. It's was awful. It's like all you could do is punch and kick and pin.
1: Yeah. Um, that was the first WrestleMania, but Wrestling yeah. Challenge okay. like, yeah, yeah. was the different one with better graphics. But like the ring was on like a like a floating 3D type of thing, so you could at least move left, right, up, and down all mm-hmm. over the place. But it was impossible to play. And I remember trying to... Play, even now as an adult, I'm like, this game's fucking hard as hell. I can't play it. It's like E.T. for Atari. <laughs> yeah, right. We had that game when I was a kid. Did you have E.T.?
0: Yeah, I always got stuck in the hole.
1: <laughs> so I was watching videos a couple of weeks ago,
0: totally off subject, yeah. of
1: how you get out of the hole.
0: I'm like, oh, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All these years, I never knew how to get out of the
1: hole. <laughs> uh, do you got... I'll, I got more here, but do you have one you want to talk about? Um, You sent me a list of stuff, so if you've got one you want to talk about, go ahead. Well,
0: you're talking about... You know, watching whatever you could with wrestling. I remember uh, Saturday night, I was mostly WWF, but then WCW Saturday night came on, and I remember watching that religiously every Saturday. Like, I had to be there at 6.05, you know, to start it. Mm Mm-hmm. And every Saturday if like if I was outside helping my dad doing something, I would like try to hurry up because I was I was keeping track of the clock. My dad didn't care what time of day it was. We were trying <laughs> to get some stuff done and he right. didn't care when we got finished. But I was trying to get done by six and I didn't want to tell him no. let's wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got important stuff to do at six oh five. Right. And I don't know, I just would watch it and just like the list of characters like I remember a lot of them are still popular today, but then there's other names you're like, Who is that? or you know, Oh, I remember that guy. But some of my favorites were Sting, Luger, Steiner Brothers, yeah, uh, Rick Flair, and then Marcus Alexander Bagwell.
1: I loved Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Yeah.
0: Uh, Firebreaker Chip, Van Hammer. Do you remember Van Hammer?
1: You I remember the name.
0: He mm-hmm. was like a I don't know, like a metal guy with Long hair, and he'd come out and like do like air guitar. Like he was kind of cool. I liked him. Two Gold Scorpio. Yeah. Flash Funk. Right. Uh, Sid Vicious loved him. Uh, Missy Hyatt. She was the, um, I guess, the hot blonde manager or an interviewer. Alexandra York, Punk House Buck, Colonel Parker. Like, just a lot of those things were just so cheesy, but they were fun. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, like, 6.05, I had to be there. TBS.
1: <laughs> Got to um, be there. I, I watched that, too. I wasn't obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. To me, that was a thing. Like, if it was on. I watched it. Uh, we used to go to church at mass at 4 o'clock. Or, no, 4.30 mass on Saturdays. My mom didn't want to get up on Sundays, so good for her. Um, and I liked it, too, because I didn't to get up on Sundays. Yeah, And so good for you. mass would end at 5.30. <laughs> We'd go home, and sometimes I'd be like, "If we sometimes we'd go out like to the store." You'd go out on Saturday because you didn't want to do Sunday, right? We okay. go to church on Saturdays; we didn't want to do Sunday. And sometimes after church, we'd go to the store. And I'd be like, "Oh, my mom was wrestling," but I didn't like throw a fit about it. Yeah, if it was WWF, I would have just walked home. I'm like, "No, this is, we're not doing this. I'm going to watch wrestling." Yeah, um, but I, that's when I watched it, just kind of randomly type <laughs> of thing.
0: There was one story my sister still jokes about. Well, we both joke about. My dad, I don't know how your dad was, but you didn't talk back to your parents. And if you did, you would get yelled at or spanked or something. So you just kind of, you know, respected them and didn't, you know, pretty much don't tell them what to do. Right. Don't talk back. So I remember I was watching TV, like laying right in front of the TV, and my sister was there too. Because my parents were like right in the room next to us, and Mm -hmm. they were talking loud. So I had to get closer to the TV because you don't dare turn the TV. You have to be louder than them. Right. You just kind of let them do, and then you get closer to the TV to listen. So I'm sitting there, and they're getting louder. I'm like, shut up, and my sister heard me. My dad's like, "What did you say?" I'm like, "How the fuck did you hear what I said?" I'm like, "Nothing," because <laughs> I was scared. Of so my sister's like, "Shut up!"
1: He's <laughs> gonna go turn the t. He's gonna turn the TV off. One yeah. Day, so
0: then, one, I'm scared. Now I'm. I don't know. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I feel like a pussy.
1: <laughs> this is like three weeks ago.
0: <laughs> no, it was. No, it was. It was when I was a lot younger, but. I mean, that's just like one
1: of the things I think about. Oh, that's funny stuff. Um, (laughs) I can't remember the stuff like that, too. With wrestling for me, so Monday nights, Raw used to end end at 10, right? Or 9, I don't remember, from Central time.
0: I think they they went from 8 to 10. 8
1: to 10, right. So my dad worked on Mondays Mm till 9. Um, So he'd get home. He worked about a half hour away. So he'd get home at about nine thirty, and then he would, you know, get undressed, whatever, you know, put his pajamas on, his, his lounge wear on, and go and get himself dinner. Like my mom would make him dinner, and he would just basically have it to pop in the oven or in the microwave for a minute and be. Yeah. So we used to have a TV in the kitchen. Obviously, Monday was Monday Night Football, and I remember right here, I'd be in the basement watching wrestling. So my parents, my mom and sisters, would be upstairs watching their thing. I'd be in the basement watching wrestling, and my dad would always come downstairs in the basement to watch the last half Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, when he'd come home, I'd be like, come on, please eat dinner longer or please, like, take a dump or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. So I could finish raw. Yeah, I relate. And, um, like, I'd be, like, nervous. Like, I wouldn't even be enjoying the show. I'm like, is he going to finish raw? I'm going to finish raw? Yeah. Most of the time, he would let me finish the last minute or two or whatever of raw like before the show was up he'd be cool with it but if it was a good game on like if the bears were on or something right. be, sorry buddy <laughs> <laughs> not gonna happen <laughs> you find out tomorrow what happened yeah Talk for to you, your friends well, I, what's funny is i recorded every raw too so oh, i okay. just watched it later silly but you gotta watch it live because yeah. i'd have to go to bed right away too yeah uh back out uh, back on the speaking of raw and i guess attitude era stuff mm-hmm. um the i mentioned before how one chris or one year my mom got me wwf attitude from KB toys uh, on playstation 1 and this was when wwf the first game they had for playstation was warzone and that was just just an okay game type of thing and then there was like a magazine i remember a magazine for raw or not for raw for wwf attitude the video game and i was like we me and all my friends were like obsessed with this like we got it kind of like a walkthrough tutorial type no, it was a preview of the game. and Like, all the okay. features it was going to have and all the wrestlers, and everything you can do. Okay. So we were, like, for, like, a month or two out. Me and my friends were like, oh, shit, this is going to be the greatest game ever. So we all had to pre-order it. Like, this was back when it was actually selling out at places when wrestling was huge. Yeah. So my friends pre-ordered it, and I didn't really ask for it for that year because I figured i ask for it for Christmas. I didn't really dare ask my mom for something like a 50 $60 game for no reason. So one day, the day it came out, like, we were at the mall, and my other friends got it, and we played it, and it was awesome. And I was with my mom at the mall, and, you know, I asked her, like, hey, this game came out, can I get it for Christmas? And she goes, well, you can just have it. I don't know why. Like, I think I done good school or something. I'm like, this yeah. is amazing. But I realized, like, oh, because I was at KB Toys in the mall, and, like, their video games were set up kind of like, I guess, Target is now, where they're, like, all on a wall. and yeah, like, Behind the counter. Behind the counter, Yeah. yeah. So I was, I was like scanning the wall, and like, I saw like an empty space. I'm like, oh, it's probably sold out. But then I saw like a copy of the game, and the old PlayStation discs looked like CD cases. Mm-hmm. So I saw the copy like in a brand cool. new, like on the counter, and I was like, oh, can I get WWE Attitude? And he goes, okay. And like he took a little receipt off of it, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh man, I just bought someone reserved copy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't like shut my mouth. Kid scanned it. I got it. Got the hell out of there. Ruined someone else's day, but played the shit out of that game forever. I used to be created so many wrestlers. I'm so pissed. I lost my memory card for that because they're all gone.
0: Yeah, um, that
1: sucks. So many wrestlers created. You know that game was like so time consuming because you started out as like a jabroni going through house shows. Then you got bumped up to Sunday Night Heat, then Raw, then the European title, icy title. Mm-hmm. W, it was amazing, amazing show. That it was, it was hard because it was like it wasn't button mashing. It was like combos, like up, down, left, right, triangle was like a move yeah. type of thing. I've gone back since and played it. It's not great. It's okay. Um, it was also one of the first games to have full entrances and everything, too, and plus it was on a CD, so you had full music. Yeah. Um, you could create your own arena, all that stuff. It was so novel at the time, and now it doesn't really hold up. But I could still always pop it in for like at least a little bit and bring me back to being in my basement or being in my room or with my friends playing that game. Um, just an awesome thing for me to go back and watch. And our buddy Mark Caruso... Uh, sent us I think on Facebook tagged us about something about yeah, Smackdown two the Smackdown game for playstation, yeah. and that was a game that came out in i think two thousand or so. I probably
0: played it i don 't remember the ones that the games that stand out to me, I probably played them all, maybe mm-hmm. I didn 't like some of them, maybe they were too hard or i couldn 't figure them out, but the ones I remember playing a lot were well the n 64 ones. Um, yeah, but those ones are still great i mean those, we- and then i didn 't really didn't really have anything that like stuck out as like amazing until I got to the Raw versus Smackdown ones. Like I thought those yeah. were really good.
1: Yeah, they were because they had long storylines and better graphics and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Because those were PS2 and Xbox, yeah. Xbox, the original Xbox. Uh, but going back to that Smackdown game that was something like kind of new and novel because it was like, going to be like a different you know, interaction stuff. It was going to have backstage stuff. It was going to have storyline development and that type of thing. So that was cool yeah. about it. Again, that's something that's cool at the time when you're playing it, but you go back, it's not as as amazing as you think it was gonna be. <laughs> yeah. And hold on one second, sorry. <clears throat> I've been battling the flu slash cold, and finally better now. Um, but yeah, Mark Cruz sent that one into us, and that was just one that it's not as super nostalgic for me. But probably if I was a couple years younger it would be that'd be like my game that I would have played. But for me mm-hmm. it was the WWF Attitude game. Um last video game thing we'll talk about is someone else on Twitter sent us a note. Uh, uh the podcast underscore UF and it's the Undisputed Future Podcast. They do like the NXT show podcast. They said no mercy on N sixty four. Yeah. That was a game everyone loves. And right. we go back and play it now. And to me, it's really, really hard to play because there's so many reversals and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I think the best one's still Revenge for those N64 THQ games. Yeah. I liked the... uh, Our first one was
0: the WCW versus the World. Me and two or three other guys, we would do tournaments and Mm -hmm. play that. So...
1: That was on PlayStation. Yeah,
0: that was PlayStation. And then the ones on 64... We're made by the same company, Yeah, it's kind of like the same thing, but they got better, and they got yep. better, and like the, the graphics and the movement, everything was a little bit smoother, but I'm an OG. I love the WCW versus the world. I thought that was awesome. That was yours? okay? Yeah,
1: yeah for me, it's, it's WCW and Revenge, but that's not a nostalgic one, because me and my friends still play it. It still kicks ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else do we got here on Twitter? Oh, uh, the Raw is Nitro podcast, at Raw is Nitro pod. He made one that made me kind of smile. He said the D Generation X football jersey. He's like, I always wanted it. Oh, it yeah, I remember that. Always eluded me. Did DX.
0: I think they all wore it. Yeah, Road Dog. <laughs> yeah.
1: It said DX in the front, 69 in the back. Yeah. It's so hilarious. Um, that's something I could see wanting as a kid and never yeah. be caught dead wearing as a kid. I adult. did have a jersey. I
0: had a NWO Wolfpack jersey.
1: Really? Yeah. Like a football jersey or a hockey jersey?
0: No, it was a football jersey. That, where is it? Uh, mm. I gave it away. I remember it was the year. That the Ravens went to the Super Bowl like in 2000 or 1999, whatever year it was. Because I, I remember wearing it to a football party. <laughs> what the fuck is that? It? <laughs> like it's NWO. It's too it, sweet? It said, like big sexy on the back. <laughs> <laughs> That's was awesome. awesome.
1: Yeah, I have a WrestleMania baseball jersey I wore to a Cubs game last year. Because <laughs> I'm not going to wear I'm not wearing a Cubs jersey. No, why would you? I don't like them. What I don't do you got? Like them. What's one you got?
0: Well, I think one of the big things that kind of pinpoints the time period that I just really loved, like just, I don't know, just was fascinated more by it from like, a, I don't know, like a childhood admiration type yeah. thing, was I would say about an 89 through 91, just, I don't know, just the characters, mm-hmm. and not just the wrestlers, but uh, like the classic reporters that I really liked, that the Lord Alfred Hayes I thought was really good. Mean Gene, obviously, and Sean Mooney, and then a little bit later on, there was, like, Todd Pettengill. Like, I love those guys. Mm-hmm. And then, like, if you mention those names, it takes me right back to the period where I just really loved wrestling as a kid. Yeah. And I don't know, that I was watching some Primetime last night, but they only uploaded up until 1989 on the network. Mm-hmm. So I just watched the last two episodes. And there were also, I think the ones where they introduced the Bobby Heenan show, Right. But I only saw the Bobby Heenan show, and I remember seeing it, but I don't remember if I saw it in, I don't know, highlight videos over the years or if I actually saw it like when it came out. But the Bobby Heenan show at the end, they gave him a half hour, but on the network it's only 20 minutes because they take out commercials. But it's just, I don't know, it's just like very chill, funny. Mm-hmm. He's so witty. Uh, I remember Jameson. I don't know if you remember Jameson. Yeah, I do. And I'm like, okay, that's where I remember him from. He was with the Bobby Heenan show, and he was so funny. And, the,
1: and then he got put with the Bushwhackers for a little bit too, right, after that? I don't remember. like
0: Anything <laughs> after that, I don't really remember unless I'm watching him. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And then I remember when I was watching him, I'm like, okay, he had all the fat girls. He called them the oinkettes. Like, <laughs> oinkette one, oinkette two, yeah. oink at three.
1: See, but that I mean, that's great, but I don't think it necessarily falls in this show's category because it's still, I think, fun. I think it's still good. But the actual prime I think wrestling show is not great. Like the actual matches and stuff. No. The well, Bobby Heenan show I think is great.
0: Yeah, that is. But I don't think that a lot of people are like scrambling right now to still be watching the Bobby Heenan show. But if you go back and watch, you're like, oh, that was really like mm-hmm. amazing for the time It still right. still stands as to, you know what do they call that? Still stands the test of time. Yeah. Something like that. But yeah, just like that era was really fun and the primetime wrestling. And then it went to
1: Monday Night Raw, and I remember watching Raw too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, with Raw, for me, an era that I loved when because it was new when I was a kid, obviously, was Raw ninety three to ninety six. Mm-hmm. Particularly some of those early Raws, they're only on the network; they're for like forty five minutes because there's no commercials, and it's an hour show. Um, I'm going back and watching some of those ones, and they're not great, but I watched it every week and loved it. Yeah, um,
0: and that's I think that's when I when I kind of made it click that. It was fun for what they were giving us because that's what was happening. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't critique it. I didn't say, oh, right. that was stupid or why. Like, the first one I watched last night with Rob Bartlett yeah. from the IMA show, he kept calling Yokozuna Yokozuma. I'm uh-huh. like, why doesn't somebody correct him? Like, now I'm saying, <laughs> why doesn't somebody correct him? Uh-huh. But maybe I didn't notice it when I was younger because I was just so like, okay, well, this is the new show that I'm watching this. Mm-hmm. It's uncooked, uncut, uncensored, and, you know, they're making fun of Yokozuna's weight. I'm like, maybe this is what they want to be saying. I don't know. <laughs> but now I'm more critical of it. I'm like, he shouldn't say that. Vince should say this. Vince is getting mad.
1: <laughs> yeah, the first big angle I can remember from Raw was in 93, because it debuted in January. So the first one would have been in March or February of that year, mm-hmm. where the Money, Inc. attacked Brutus Beefcake's face. Okay irs smashed beefcake's face with like a, a metal briefcase and that was after he had a parasailing accident like oh no his face has exploded yeah and for some reason i remember there being a pool of blood in the mat i'll have to go back and watch i don't think there was um but the big angle was brutus beefcake talks about hulk hogan's coming back to help him and they did i'm like oh shit hogan's back and this was he'd been gone since wrestlemania 8 you know 92 yeah so for me it was very exciting for hogan to be on raw in 93 Going back, I'm like, man, this was not good. They should have just kept going with Bret Hart because he's putting on great matches and every week. And one thing that I've heard people talk about is, so Bret Hart, when he was the the champion, was held as the most fightingest champion of all time. So he would Mm -hmm. take on all comers. And some of my friends were like, why is he fighting these people? Like Hulk Hogan would never fight Papa Shango on Raw or Skinner. Or something like that but Bret Hart's defending the WWF title we were like arguing like why is he giving these guys title yeah. shots I
0: think he did that with the Intercontinental title too yeah and it was like every week he was wrestling somebody different you know a known name but you know in hindsight they were you know mid-card or low-card guys but at least you got to see him and I think it was I don't know if it's the inspiration for the US title that John Cena did mm-hmm. for the open challenge but which I, I loved I loved that. that yeah like Bret Hart did that every week mm-hmm. I thought that was fun
1: uh, within that year, uh, another Twitter mention was uh, Lance, at Lance Roz 25, R-O-Z 25. He said WrestleMania 9, like, is perfect for him. Like, yes, that's the essence. And he goes, it's not a great show. He's said, but my cousin went, brought me back a T-shirt and a program. Mm-hmm. And that's something, too, that my friend and I in 93, so we're in third or fourth grade, were, you know, obsessed about this event. And it yeah. was terrible. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> When I was younger, I didn't have a lot of friends that liked wrestling. I had, I had one, like one. I had like one or two. Yeah, maybe. I had
0: one. And then when we kind of stopped being friends, like another one like took its place. But it was always almost one. And then the one friend I had, they might have had one or two friends that did it. But for me, my friend, I only had one. And the one friend I remember we would watch, uh, like I think it was WrestleMania nine, ten, 10, and 11. Mm-hmm. He, his parents, I don't know. I think his parents were going through a divorce, so his, he was kind of... In between homes or whatever, but whatever house he was in in Tinley, mm-hmm. Tinley Park, kind of had like free reign. So, <laughs> like his mom didn't really check on him too much, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. So we, I remember going down in the basement, and like drinking, just drinking, and watching WrestleMania. Drinking <laughs> like, what? liquor really how old are you i don't know 12 13 <laughs> like that was the place to go like he was you know he was like the bad inspiration you know what i mean influence bad, in- the bad influence inspiration because <laughs> i want to be a drunk at 12 <laughs> and, and members of bad influence <laughs> so i remember you know you go you know you go down the steps you hear like the wood clank and you go yeah, down yeah. And there's like you know three or four guys you know down there you know, passing around this bottle of crown royal <laughs> <laughs> and of course you want to fit in so you take a little Oh, my God. A little with your soda pop <laughs> or your juice. <laughs> oh, man. And we, I would watch WrestleMania. So, WrestleMania 10 was, like, fun. 11 was fun. hmm I think we watched 9, 11, whatever it was. So, years passed, all this kind of stuff. And I don't know how things happened, but I, he found me. I found him on Facebook. We started talking again. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I don't think people really changed as that much mm-hmm. so I mean we kind of picked up where we left off and then it was right around Wrestlemania 30 he's like hey I'm having a Wrestlemania party I'm like obviously we're a lot older <laughs> so of course drinking is not a big deal mm-hmm. so I'm like yeah I totally love it so I went there and it was like the same thing it was like 8-7 guys you know sitting there watching and mm-hmm. it was just so much fun it was like I'm looking around. I'm like, man, like a couple of these guys I did watch like nine, ten, eleven yeah. with, and it's like we got older. Like I wonder what we're doing. Like I don't ask them, hey, what do you do for a living? Mm-hmm. It's like, man, we got so much older, but we still like the same shit. Yeah, the same goofy, <laughs> stupid shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're not, we're still friends, but I don't talk to him anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's just like those people that come in and out of your life, you're like, and then
1: especially if they're a wrestling fan, it's like, yeah. oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like uh, our buddy Dinahan, Mike. Um, him and I haven't seen each other in like probably about a year and he'll randomly text me like wrestling stuff like he's like i met jake the snake and this he talks like this yeah. I'll album on the show sometime um but he's out in new mexico right now he's a truck driver so he's like i'm in new mexico i'm hoping that i'll be home for wrestlemania so we'll see how he goes with that <laughs> yeah uh, but he's a guy too like he if he came over today i haven't seen him here we would just talk hey what's up like and same you haven't right. seen him forever too you know when you probably just shoot the shit with him well had the it had been like 20 years since you've seen him how old almost 20 i mean i haven't seen him since 2001 since dooley's house probably, probably saw wrestlemania yeah that's interesting yeah i've gone to a couple of i mean if i say now. 20 years you're like holy shit that's a long time but really not it's like <laughs> yeah it's true <laughs> almost 20 years ago almost yeah that'd be awesome well i'll arrange a, a meetup okay. for the first yeah. time he's in town um was he he was at dooley's i don't yes, remember i remember
0: you were there i think tommy was there
1: jason was there
0: Somebody else was yeah. here. Yeah. I remember like Dooley and and
1: Ann. Yeah, yeah. I remember as soon as we walked in the door, was like, "Pay up for the pay per view." I'm like, "Okay, I was gonna pay. I was not not gonna pay you like the ten bucks or whatever." <laughs> Maybe was just messing with you. <laughs> no, he was. He wanted that cash. <laughs> and that, yeah, that's um, that's another random memory. Like I'm, because you're still friends with, with Kevin, right? Yeah, and I'm Man. going. Yeah, and um, yeah. So that's funny. Like I haven't talked to him and since then like 20 years or whatever and that's funny that was like randomly i think you invited me to his house you're like hey dewey's coming doing the paper you want to come over yeah I I like, probably would. Yeah, sure. yeah, like, yeah
0: i would get invites to other people's friends houses like back in the day so i'm like yeah why don't we
1: do the same thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> he, he needed friends you'll come over here in a couple of weeks for the royal rumble unless you're gonna watch that with your dad
0: oh i kind of want to watch it with my dad
1: all right you might miss out here i probably will you should come here it'll be fun we're going I think we're gonna do a uh, before the rumble, just playing old school rumbles all day, and potentially some WWNWW revenge yeah. party. Might have to do that. We'll see. Okay. You got we'll some see. decisions to make. We've got some decisions <laughs> to make. Uh, the last guy on Twitter, I want to mention our guy, our guy PJ at uh, Darth Bundy zero nine zero. He didn't get the bit because he said when Mankind won the belt, um, maybe he, he was a kid then. But it's still awesome today. I could watch it over and over yeah. again. That, to me, is like, that whole series of events, that pop, is something that I don't know if they'll ever replicate. Like, after, in the end of that match, the Mankind Rock match, you know, um, Ken Shamrock hits Mankind with a chair, and then Billy Gunn comes and takes out Ken Shamrock, and there's a little bit of a brawl on the outside. And there's like a rumbling in the arena, like fuck, Austin's gonna come out, isn't he? He's gonna come out. And then when that glass there hits There was
0: so much shit happening. And the in glass that hits
1: <laughs> and the glass hits and the place exploded. Right. And then he hits Rock with the chair, one, two, three. Like I go back and watch people in the front row jumping up and down, fist pumping, yeah. like and the most recent thing I think of that is when Rollins cashed in at WrestleMania a couple of years ago. Because it was unexpected. You know? Right,
0: yeah. I was watching uh what the hell <laughs> I don't know if it was Twitter or what I saw. Uh, somebody said uh, this girlfriend got him tickets for the Raw twenty-five. Yeah, and he wants to be at the, uh, at the Manhattan Center. Is that the other one they're at?
1: Mm-hmm. He's like,
0: I hope I hear that glass break. I want to be pissed.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know where they're going to be because it's half at the Barclays Center, halfs at the Manhattan Center. Yeah, so they'll probably kind of do like WrestleMania three,
0: where they dip back and forth between WrestleMania through the, two through the night WrestleMania two. Okay, yeah, WrestleMania two.
1: Uh, yeah, our. Our friend Kerry, WWE Squared Circle guy, is going to be uh, mm-hmm. there. And you can follow him on Twitter, guy on uh, Instagram as well. He's going to go to that. He's going to the Rumble and to NXT. And he'll be on right after the Rumble to talk about all that stuff with us. So we'll have him on. I ran into him. I got to meet him. Did at you? At SmackDown, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm trying to avoid coughing, but it's not working. Um, so I went to SmackDown after the day after Christmas mm-hmm. with my buddy and he's not a wrestling fan but he's like yeah I'll go and he had a blast so we sat up our, our seats to start were up in the nosebleeds last row or whatever and just on the aisle it was really
0: not a bad seat at the no they all stayed show. super
1: small yeah so then like Smackdown ended and they start 205 Live and I'm like hey do you want to go down because some people left you can see them leaving I'm like do you want to go down there and go sit in the 100 level he's like yeah sure so we go <coughs> I'm dying here so we go and um I look, I'm like, Oh, there's floor seats. But there's a guy kinda checking tickets, like mm-hmm. to get down to the floor and I'm like, Yeah, screw it. So we walk a little we kinda walk past him and we're in like the fifth row. I'm like, oh this is awesome. Then I look up like, hey, the second row's got like eight empty seats. Yeah. Snuck up to the second row, watched all of two oh five live and the dark match, second row. Nice. I I saw Carrie walked over to him, said what's up, talk to him, you know. They give out for um like if you're a ringsider, they give you like a little like kit. So they gave me he gave this to me. He's like, Here do you want this? Give me the, this is Becky Lynch autograph photo. Oh, that's nice. And it's, they also give you um, a uh, ringsider plaque. which you put your ticket stub in? So I put my ticket stub in there. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> it's section two hundred two or two fourteen row for ringsider. ringsider. Um, you don't want that Becky Lynch? Let me know. No, I definitely want the Becky Lynch. It's going to go in Penny's room. Um, but yeah, he's like, here you go. And he, uh, he's got the he had the chair and stuff like that too. The chairs are pretty sweet this year yeah. too. Yeah. Um, Um, But when they do the chairs, they do just like the front. It's the first first row or first. So it depends on the it depends on the event. Um, Hill, Kerry could explain more than I would. But so for Raw, if you're on the camera side, the first two rows get the chair. For WrestleMania, it's like the first ten rows, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And then for pay per views, it's the first five rows. (laughs) So it does vary a little bit. If you get the chair or not, and they're they're pretty hardcore with checking, like to make sure your seat's with that chair. You can't just someone... Cause everyone, I guess people just leave them behind. They don't yeah. know. So it's, it's not like if you're a baseball game, you want to collect your cup. You just go after right. the game's over and grab a cup. No, you no. grab a chair. No, they're pretty hardcore about that it. sucks. Uh, I will say, though, after... I've never sat that close. I've sat really close before for wrestling like for a WWE show. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the closest I've been, and it's so much better being like that close and like yeah. you can see how good they are. like We've been to indie shows, and they're good. But the WWE guys are just so smooth, and, like, everything looks so good in the ring, and they don't mess anything up. So they're the best out there. Unless, I guess, you're in New Japan, apparently, which everyone yeah. seems to be obsessed with. We'll, we'll end the show talking about the Wrestle Kingdom show. We'll finish this up first, though. Back to nostalgia. What do you got? Uh, I think that's it. Okay. I got a few things, and that's cool. Uh, we've got...
0: Uh, well, I do have, like, interview segments. I don't have specific stories no, that's it, fine. But I just remember, like, talking about going back to an era like mentioning different things that happened like the I don't know what they, what they are like in ring talk shows or side entrance whatever yeah have, but like Piper's pit um, yeah Steve's yeah pit, yeah those Barbershop, are great yeah. Brother love show um Funeral Parlor a little bit later and King's Court a little bit later mm-hmm. but the barber shop and the um Brother Love show like I don't
1: know I just love those I love the Funeral Parlor yeah um I remember they would, I mean, looking back on this now, like, this is so silly. i remember been like, oh my God, that's amazing. So right before Hogan faced Undertaker at Survivor Series 91, mm-hmm. they had him on the funeral parlor. And like, and Paul Bear's like, here's your custom casket. It was just a casket with some Hulk Hogan stickers <laughs> on it. Right. And I'm like, oh, it's amazing. They made a casket for him. And yeah. Again, that's, that's perfect for this show. This nostalgia. <laughs> like, that's so cheesy, but great. And Undertaker came out of the stand-up casket and started choking yeah, him. Yeah, and I remember that. I remember, like, looking back now, like, he picked up Hulk's crucifix and was like, oh, like, Undertaker was, like, offended by it. Right. Man, or pretty edgy. scared off, like, Dracula. Pretty edgy <laughs> stuff, right? Uh, another thing I have is long WrestleMania cards. You know what I mean by that? Like, no. So, when I was younger... If I'm WrestleMania card like a tape I rented had like a ton of matches okay it meant it was better so definitely qual or quantity over quality for me yeah but now like the WrestleMania 7 there's like I was watching it like a few weeks back and uh, that's kind of like my default if nothing's on, I'll put that on just like watch it in the background and mm-hmm. I'm like okay awesome match I'm like okay we're ready for the main event it's like wait a minute why is the mounty facing the like, who's this person Like, Greg Valentine and all this stuff. Like, I'm going to yeah. pull up the card really quick, the WrestleMania 7 card, just to give you an example of what I'm talking about. Because those, Matt, those WrestleMania, it's like, you go back and you watch them, you remember the main events, but mm-hmm. there's so much undercard stuff. Whereas now. I'm like that with Royal Rumble. like, if I didn't watch the Royal mm-hmm. Rumble, like, at least
0: five times, like, I don't remember the matches from it.
1: Yeah. So, like, for example, like, we've got the. The eighth match of the show was Ultimate Warrior versus Macho King right for the retirement match. Then after that, you've got matches like Earthquake versus Greg Valentine, uh, Mountie versus Tito Santana, uh, LOD versus Power and Glory in a 59-second squash match. Like, yeah. people be going nuts if there was that. Was, could you imagine a 60-second squash match <laughs> <laughs> Especially two big, in my mind, like two powerhouses like that. Mm-hmm. Power and glory. Right. He's what did Hawk called him, like something and gory or something I like don't that. Know. He was cheesy. <laughs> he was crazy, man. Um, I think that's it for me for for some of that stuff I had written down. I had a few more things we kind of talked space with it as we went through the show. Mm-hmm. <coughs> what about your thoughts on the Wrestle Kingdom twelve show?
0: The happened? only match
1: I watched was
0: the Jericho and Omega. Oh I didn't watch anything else. I recorded. There was a three hour. I would only... I think they only did three matches on the Axis TV. Mm-hmm. But I haven't watched that yet. But it it's there and I'm like, well I'll get to it. I'll watch it tonight. Then I get night comes, I'm like, I'll watch it tomorrow. I'll watch it tomorrow. So it's
1: I haven't watched what it. What'd you uh think of the Jericho or Omega match? I thought Jericho was just an amazing heel. He doesn't have to
0: do a lot of like super intense moves, just the way he sells mm-hmm. stuff, the way he like antagonizes people <laughs> and just beat the shit out like he beat him up ninety percent of the match. Mm-hmm. You know, flipping off the fans, and I don't know. He's just so good at being a
1: heel. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I didn't think it was going to be a bad match, By I thought, it would just yeah. be a good match. It was really, When really I good.
0: heard that it was going to be, obviously, those <clears throat> matches typically go over a half hour. I'm mean, like, there's no way they can really make it great for a half hour. But as it progressed, I was still interested. I was probably getting more interested as the match went on. Uh, I thought it was awesome.
1: Yeah, I thought... So it was a long show, for because I, I watched pretty much the whole show, except mm-hmm. I kind of skipped a little bit of the Royal Rumble to start it. Uh, I'll give my thoughts on the matches here in a second, but uh, I actually was sick with the flu when it happened, so I woke up after, like, sleeping. I'm like, all right, I'll watch it. And then I was, like, halfway through, and I was, like, falling asleep because I was starting to feel sick because my medicine was wearing off. Like, I'm going to take a nap and wake up and watch it. And the, here's how I'll rank my... I, I gave star ratings everything. So, the Cody Rhodes Ibusha match, uh, or Bushi mm-hmm. match, Cody, it was probably one of Cody's best matches he's had in a long time. Really, That's really good That's what I've heard. This is four, best I, I gave that four stars, four to five. Uh, the four way match <coughs> for the junior title, I gave that four, or four and a half stars. It was awesome. Awesome match. <coughs> the Okada Naito match, which I was really looking forward to, four and a quarter stars, I'll give it just because. Up and it was okay until the last five minutes. The last five minutes were rocking, and then Jericho Omega gave four. So eight the point. last five were good, really good. good. Yeah, you could don't don't skip like the last five minutes. Like watch, you could skip the first. Well, eight. I think that's one of the matches that's in the three hour special. Yeah, you could access. skip like the first like ten minutes of the match because just then Oh, watch emotions. all of it. Um, and then Jericho Omega gave four point seven five stars. Great match. I didn't think it was perfect. There's a few nitpick things, but for me, for something to be five stars. Or, Earn an A plus. It's got to be perfect. It was good, but not amazing. Yeah, it was actually it was great, but not like the greatest type of thing.
0: Yeah, one of the things I love about Kenny Omega, and I think we talked about this, was is uh, the B trigger, the knee lift, like the running knee. Yep. If he, I think he did that ten times in the match. If he only did that one or two times in the match, it could be a legit setup finisher mm-hmm. or an actual finisher because the way that he hits it so hard. I mean, it makes it look it hits so hard where the head would come off. But when you do it 10 times in a match, it kind of loses its, I don't know, its
1: pizzazz. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So he had a match. Another thing I like he does. So the Omega Okada trilogy or whatever. So I watched their second match recently, which, everyone, which Dave Meltzer gave, his high, he gave it 6.25 stars. Like he says the greatest match he's ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty cynical when stuff like that, but I just watched it the other day. It is amazing. Like it goes on a little too long, but there's a spot in the match where Kenny Omega does the good goodbye and good night, where he you know does the bullet club point to you. Yeah, so he's doing it, pointing to Okada, and Okada's finisher is the lariat clothesline. So he's doing it. Okada gets up, grabs his like bullet club hand finger, and gives him the, like a crazy clothesline. Yeah. This is like 50 minutes into the match. Um, if you guys get a chance, watch that one. It's a, it's an incredible. And what match. is it from? Um, it's only in it's, it's G one or no, that's their third match. The third match is really good too. Um, all three of them are amazing, but the second one this is from Domino. Okay, uh, Dominion. Yeah, Dominion. Sorry, Domino. Um, <laughs> it's on Daily Motion if you want to watch it. Okay, um, it's only in Japanese commentary. That's fine. Which I was watching it. And the Japanese commentary is like crazy. Like oh, close line, Omega. Oh <laughs> like I don't know what they're saying, but it's amazing. Yeah. I
0: remember when I was younger, and I would see, say <clears throat> WWF or WCW guys with Japanese guys. I'm like, "This is so corny. This is dumb." I don't know <clears throat> if it was my ignorance or just the climate of the United States at the time. I just mm-hmm. felt like it was just stupid and cheesy. But now it's like awesome.
1: Yeah, um,
0: <laughs> not was, that I'm buying like Japanese stuff all over the place and being like a total you know hentai nerd, but the the Young Bucks match was, really cool.
1: The Young Bucks match is pretty good too on the uh, pay, on the Wrestle Kingdom show. Um, they no, did a really no, no, good
0: junior, job. Do junior tag team? Yeah.
1: Okay. They did a good job selling, too. And mm-hmm. I haven't watched the New Year's Dash show yet, but I'm going to get to that. Um, I bought the monthly um, New Japan World for it, so I'm going to watch that probably later tomorrow or something like that. Overall, it was a really fun show, and it was a bit long. You know, it's about six hours, so that's a lot. Um, WrestleMania is that long, too, but for me with WrestleMania, I can kind of... Be in it for a while just because I know all the storylines. So, Mm -hmm. New Japan don't know everything, so it's not as easy to be in there with me. Um, They're also starting to tweet that all in stuff. Have you seen that? Yeah. Some members of they're going to do the 10,000 seat arena type of thing. And I don't know how they're going to do it unless they get somebody to come like CM Punk or Daniel Bryan or something to come out or Brian Daniels. I don't see how they're going to get 10000
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a rumor that Bryan will be there and they got the 90-day clause and all that kind of stuff, so who knows? Because some people are saying if you release from your contract, <clears throat> you have a 90-day clause. If your contract expires, you can st- you can start somewhere else that next day. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the real truth is about all that I stuff, don't... but I don't know if Daniel Bryan is even a big enough name to draw
1: 10000 I think if CM Punk wrestled in Chicago, they'd do it. Oh yeah, him and Daniel Bryan together. Yeah, I mean, but then again, who, it depends if Punk wants to do something like that. But then so the thing is with me is like they've got that uh, Stephen Amell from Arrow. Like he's he's a star, but I, I, don't I, know. I, I my dad wouldn't know who he is. Yeah, or, like type of thing. Or like my, like my other buddy Eric, who's a super casual fan, he wouldn't know who the hell that is. Right. Like he would know who CM Punk is, but yeah, yeah. regardless if it's in chicago i'm gonna go which i guess you will too (laughs) (laughs) we're going if it's in chicago i'm not traveling for this shit it's got to be in chicago right the rumor is either chicago or la oh
0: they haven't decided yet no i thought they decided chicago but haven't picked their venue i don't don't know we'll find
1: out i mean if they want ten thousand seats their options are united center all-state arena or uic pavilion
0: yeah Well, the place we were at before could probably do 10 if they they opened it
1: up. No. That doesn't suck. They they couldn't do that. It's not set up for that. Okay. I think the show we were at probably was like just under 3,000 people, you know. So that's like four times that they want at at their show. So we'll see. My thing is, too, if if they make it like CM Punk is the headliner, okay, then Ring of Honor guys didn't make the draw. CM Punk drew 10,000 people. Right. So... Either way, it's cool that they're trying something. Now, I'm I'm happy to see it. Um, they are they do have a lot of momentum now. I'm seeing more and more bullet club shirts out every day. Um, it's it's cool. It's 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 in, it's interesting that like a little underground movement's happening. Right. <coughs> but that's um something to look forward to. I guess we'll see. Any other thoughts, comments, wrestling related no. stuff or otherwise? You sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Nothing? No toys or anything you want to get? No.
0: I mean, if anything, yeah, I'll get some uh, <clears throat> of the basics of the uh, Alicia Fox and Dana Brooke. But that's all I'm looking forward to. The Alicia Fox has got a damn good face scan. She does. <laughs> she does. And for, you know, 10 bucks a piece on basics, they're almost like the elites where they have like the uh, articulated torso. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. You're good with it? Yeah. I don't need to wait
1: for elites to come
0: out for the women. <laughs>
1: who oscar is the most recent elite for a woman right oscar and then
0: uh, <coughs> charlotte, there newer, charlotte
1: there was a newer becky wasn't there that's not that's a basic the one that's coming out okay I oh think,
0: alexa bliss
1: yeah did you yeah. get that one i did are you happy with it that's right the one i hid for you are you happy with it yeah okay are you happy with the alexa and then i don't like her face in that one but that's just me i like her face the thing that bothered me was her torso like, I thought it was cool. And then I saw
0: some comment that they gave her, like, the Undertaker torso, where, where, <laughs> where, where, like, where, like her, where, like, her tits are all the way down to, like, her abdomen. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Someone wrote it for you? Yeah, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Every time I look at it, I think of that comment. Because <laughs> they're, like, from her mm. neck, you know, to her cleavage is, like, ridiculous amount of space. Yeah. And then you look at the real life picture of it, there's, like, there's no way that there's, you know, 12 inches of skin <laughs> between your neck and your, uh, your top or whatever she wears.
1: Yeah, I'm um, looking at some of my figures over here. I've got mostly elites in there, and a couple. Mm-hmm. I think just one basic. The Dusty's actually really basic in there, and he actually looks like an elite. But what I like about those is like how on my Andre the Giant just towers over everybody in yeah. there. like it's it's to it's scale in real life. It's to scale. I like it a lot. <laughs> Undertaker can maybe give him a run for his money, but that's about it. Yeah,
0: I've been selling off my couple of the basics that I want elite versions of. I sold my. Jake the Snake Roberts, because I had the basic of him from a battle pack with yeah. Dan Ambrose, so I had that, but I want the new Hall of Fame one from Target, so I sold Jake the Snake. I sold my Mr. Perfect, because that was like a SummerSlam exclusive basic that I got mm-hmm. a couple years ago, and I ended up buying the the orange and black suit from the uh, Heenan Family four-pack, Okay, so I got that for like 12 bucks. Nice. And Roddy Piper I sold. I Because you got the Elite one I got the Elite one. But the one that I had, I thought was kind of cool, just his face was weird. Um, it was the, it was a Walmart exclusive Superstars, Superstar Entrances Series 2, where he had the Hot Rod shirt on. Yeah. It was painted on it. Wasn't yeah, caught. I remember that, yeah, yeah. But if you look it up or find it online, it's uh, Superstar Entrances uh, Series 2, Roddy Piper, just the face. didn't look like Piper to me, mm-hmm. but I bought it because it was a Piper.
1: Yeah. And... Now you got to get my options are better, and I'm like fuck him. I'm getting uh, getting a good one. The Diesel in that Hall of Fame series is pretty good too. Yeah, I think. I was
0: thinking about you when I saw Diesel on a RAW that I was watching because I remember telling you I hated Diesel. Like I thought it was (laughs) ugly. Like going back, like. I don't know, the haircuts, everybody had a fucking mullet. It right. was like short on top, party in the back. Like yeah, Everybody that. had it. And that's one of the reasons why I hated him. But he
1: eventually got, he was one of the first to get rid of the mullet. He you know? did
0: grow it out. So I remember six months, <laughs> 12 months later, whatever, it was it was starting to look cool. But I remember a close-up of it, which made me think of you of why I thought he was so ugly. Mm-hmm. He has like these two big fucking moles on his face because they, <laughs> they were doing a close-up of him for an interview. I'm like, that's why I thought he was so ugly.
1: <laughs> a, All right, let's stay positive <laughs> on this show instead of making fun of people but he's a very
0: handsome fella right, <laughs> he, yeah. made, he made he make good for himself <laughs> uh
1: the one thing i wish they would make is going back and watching some of these old shows in preparation for this and i want an elite mountie you I want sh- it i want an elite mountie figure with a shock stick <laughs> that'd be awesome you'd buy it i would buy it i almost bought that virgil but meh I'll wait for clearance. Yeah, I think he's going to be a clearance guy soon. So I was going through
0: Amazon, and there's a lot of stuff that's like thirteen bucks, nine bucks. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of putting stuff together.
1: To- the ringside sale, the Cyber Monday sale is incredible. That's where I got the Warrior and Savage for my daughter. The Warrior Elite was I think four bucks, mm-hmm. and the mach Men Elite was six. Then I got a Lex Luger Elite for four. Like that's incredible savings. Yeah, <laughs> it is. So I got the narcissist in there. I got the total package. He's gonna be racking everybody. Did he do the torture rack? No. Or did he just do the uh, bionic forearm? <clears> with the, the bionic plate. The bionic forearm, the metal plate.
0: Oh, wrestling gimmicks! I love it. Love it, <laughs> love it.
1: Love it. Love it. Love it. So, thanks guys for for listening this week. I'm sorry we were off for a few weeks. Like I said, it was the holidays and I had the flu. And I'm gonna try to do a, a show at least every week now. At least not every every once every couple of weeks. Um, in the 2018 Uh, thirtieth show already. We're gonna be our fiftieth before you know it. Any topics, please let me know. PPW podcast on Twitter, positively processing podcast. You can find us on SoundCloud iTunes, leave a review. You got something to say? No. Okay. (laughs) PvPodcast at gmail.com. You got something to say? What do you want? No,
0: I'm thinking of something that's funny and I can't stop.
1: All right, guys. Thanks for listening and we will see you next week. For real. See you next week.